0: Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as facts. Nothing that is said about any person, organization, gaming company, or sport topic in general should be taken as facts, as well as any talk about any political, religious, or medical topics. As for medical topics at all times, you should speak to a licensed medical professional before any opinion is considered. Everything that is said on this podcast is opinion-based only. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the Dr. VTAC Show. This podcast is a long-form conversation hosted by Dr. VTAC with the top guests in the world of eSports, all from owners, pros, semi-pros, former pros, and content creators of many games. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. V Tech show. Today we have a special guest. This guy is a phenomenal person. All, I've been hearing all good things about him. And um, I'm going to tell you, it's it's very, this is going to be an interesting episode because not he's not a pro player. A lot of people, you guys may think a pro player, but no, this guy is an attorney, an eSport attorney. So you know, <laughs> he's gonna be tough. <laughs> and I heard some things. I heard he's tough. Oh boy, he's tough. I heard he eats bark off tree. I thought that's tough right there. I don't care what you say. That's tough. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, introduce to you, Justin Jacobson.
1: Yeah. So you know, like I said, I'm, I'll introduce myself. I'm Justin Jacobson. So. You know, I've been entertainment and esports attorney. I started I've been an attorney for over a decade and started in the more traditional entertainment and sports and music world, working with pro athletes, and musicians, and DJs and producers and fashion designers and artists and all kinds of creative people. And you know, about eight years ago I expanded into the esports and video game world, you know, been a lifelong gamer from Nintendo to Sega to N64 to PlayStation Xbox, Game Gear, Game Boy, you know. I've been there done that. So, definitely always been part of, you know, my upbringing and what I do to enjoy myself and kind of about that time I really started to see what was going on in North America. Like I was a big StarCraft and StarCraft 2 guy, so I knew that it was huge in South Korea that like esports and video game that like they were like celebrities like, you know, the NBA players are here. But it wasn't until then that I really started to see it building up here in the US and, you know, what I was starting to do. So, from there, I just kind of dove head in and started to work with, you know, different agents and managers on I mean, behalf of their players, and then started to work with players and coaches and casters and just different companies and teams, just you know, directly. And over the years, I've just kind of been doing that and handling, you know, contracts, trademarks, copyrights, you know, visas, corporations, LLCs, like everything related to operating their business. So it's definitely was something that i kind of fell into but i guess maybe all my life i was preparing for it in some way so you know it was a nice transition
0: wow amazing so are you now more now since you're into esports are you dealing more with uh esport cases versus the the music industry and the other industries
1: I mean, I think it's nice that I definitely have a you know cross section of both, and I've kind of found to be able to kind of sit at the intersection where like you know working with musicians who are involved in the esports beat, working with athletes and you know musicians and stuff that are looking in it, and being able to kind of have expertise in both areas. So I've really found the ability to work with some athletes that are involved in gaming as well as you know musicians and you know other traditional entertainers. So it's kind of become a nice little mix.
0: So what what the what are the cases that you mainly deal with? Are these are like copyright issues, or that some of these uh, players and professionals fall into, and they need to get themselves out of, or, or, what's mainly the the big like big cases you get?
1: A lot. Well, yeah, I would say most of the work is, you know, agreements, you know, negotiating player deals, coach deals, mm-hmm. endorsement, sponsorship, you know, appearance, licensing, like really kind of negotiating and helping them get deals. And then sadly, sometimes having to help them get paid, where, you know, I'm sure we open up Twitter every day and you see another person, oh, this, they didn't pay me, or they're late, this team, the organizer, this, the that. And, you know, definitely helping people who are in need and especially those that are own pretty substantial amounts to you know try to recover that and then i think a lot of it has to do with helping visas so helping you know players and casters and you know talent get visas to come to the u.s you know that's like again a huge thing in esports a lot of you know players and teams maybe not getting them in time missing tournaments so that's another big thing is helping players from around the world you know get what they need to come in and it's Really, a unique dance because the way the legislation is written, it doesn't really focus or, you know, incorporate what esports really is. So it's a bit harder and a bit, you know, more problematic than other things. And then it's really kind of name protection and trademark, you know, their gamer tag, their brand, understanding how to protect themselves to do that properly. So those are some of the biggest things I'm working on for most talent.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. I bet that's a, that's a handful because that's a lot of stuff, especially with the agreements and, and, you know, for them getting partners with stuff, they going to need an, a, an attorney for this, making sure that uh, everything is to par. But especially, I know like the biggest talk, uh, a, a lot of people here on, on, on social media is a lot of these players are not getting paid. And and I'm thinking to myself, okay, a lot of these orgs, the owners are, are basically a lot of them are millionaires. A lot of them have a lot of money, but why is it they're not paying? I know, like for an example, well, TSM went through a little uh, issues with uh, that company, the organization they were with uh, with a Bitcoin or something like that. That's a that was unfortunate, and but other other orgs. Fall into just uh, they just fall into the trap. that just don't want to pay. And you know, people say, "Wait one second, but these owners, uh, it's a well-off owner. He got the money. Why is he not paying?" I mean, are they just holding the money for 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 some type of reason, for tax reasons, or you know, I always question that. I always question. I think, like, why join esports if you're not going to be paying the guys? And then if you do, you pay them so late. You pay them like six months later. You have to wait to get sued until you start paying. That's, kind
1: of, that's so ridiculous. Right, until someone puts you on blast on Reddit.
0: Yeah, it's like, what the heck?
1: I mean, I think that, it you know, kind of look at esports organizations kind of in two buckets. You kind of have those tier one orgs that have, you know, the VCs that have got millions of dollars and, you know, these big backers. And for the most part, they really pay. And sometimes most of the time timely, but like they kind of ran out of money. And Mm -hmm. then you have more of the tier two, tier three, some of these other orgs that, yeah, maybe they're competing in a game at a high level, but they're not making that much money compared to what it costs to do everything. And I find, you know, as someone who's kind of been on both sides, helping organizations navigate this as well as helping teams and players navigate these situations, sometimes it's just, you know, a tournament. Operator paid six months late, or didn't, you know, or a sponsor was supposed to come in, pulls out, or only does half of what they're supposed to, and it's not necessarily people that are, you know, have this intention where oh, I'm gonna scam people and I don't want to pay these kids money, but mm-hmm. it's just like things that are out of their control happen, and you know, when you're working on such thin margins, if you know you're supposed to get ten thousand, now you only get three thousand, that extra seven thousand you kind of thought was already there that you might have already spent it starts to happen. It starts to unravel. And that's some of what happens in the lower tiers, I would say. And same thing with, I think tournament organizers, whether it's, you know, things costing more than they thought, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a sponsor again, pulling out or not getting something or some issue or, or sponsor delayed payment. And now if, you know, the sponsor pays you 60 days late, then you're not going to be able to pay out everyone until 60 days after that. Right. And it's just kind of, it just spirals. So, I think that as a result, you have, you know, and let's not discredit the people that are running these organizations. Most of them are not, you know, well polished, you know, entrepreneurial people that have been in business and running businesses and having employees and dealing with six figures or multi million dollar budgets. Like this is new to a lot of them, and not no disrespect to any of them. Like the people who have formed these orgs that have gotten millions of dollars. Like you know, I tip my hat to them. Like you know, I've never mm-hmm. got a millions of dollars from someone, so. They're ahead of me in that regard. But ultimately, you know, you have to understand how to operate business, how you, you what you're spending versus what you're coming in. You have to build in for the rainy day fund. What if this, that, and the third? Like, you know, these are things that you only learn from operating and doing. So you can't fault the people that are running these teams for making these mistakes, but you know, sometimes things happen that are out of your control, right? It's like, I don't know where you have COVID that shuts down the world for two plus years. Guarantee yeah. you that's not part of anyone's, you know, analytics or probability or statistics. No one, you know, especially in the entertainment world that I'm in, no one thought you weren't going to work for a year plus, right? Like, like yeah. that's crazy to think about. But yeah. that's kind of what happened for most people.
0: That was, yeah, true. I mean, I think I always say, there was only one person that was kind of prepared before a disaster happened. It was Noah from the (laughs) Bible. (laughs) He he was getting prepared before the storm hit. So I think, I I don't know. I, I hope that these organizations have a financial advisor that could really set them to where they need to be so they could be able to pay these young players. Now, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I believe in many of these orgs are overpaying. Um, they're I mean to pay a player six figures. I mean, come on. I work in a medical field and I'm saving people's lives. I have You're family have members that. that their sons, please. My mom is there at the hospital. Are you watching over her? I'm like, yes please 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 is my mom and i'm not even making six figures i mean me my in the position i'm in you know and i'm watching these patients i'm basically the first responder to the nurses I'm, i'm the one that catches things before it happened through telemetry you know and i'm looking at the heart rhythm detecting things before it pops up i'm not making that now you know I love what I do. I know I'm, I'm, but I'm making decent money, but still a lot of these players are are just playing video games and, and this is their sport. Yes. I agree. It's a sport, but I believe it should be a sport that it should pay fairly. Don't overpay. I mean, some of these, it's just way too much. And then what happened is that I feel the orgs when, when they, they don't take a percentage out of their, I think I, what I heard was they don't take a percentage out of their winnings when they gr- win a, a major or a big grand prize, a big tournament. They don't take like a 10% for themselves to save that money up for the rainy days for these players. So they just give them, they just split it. Okay, you guys won 100 grand. Well, we're going to take that 100 grand and split it between four or five of you guys. So then. There's times when there's a, a rainy season, they're not winning, and they're off season, they still got to pay these players. Then they're, they find themselves in a the pickle.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think there's kind of like, you know, the two part to that question. It's like, you know, as someone who's an educator and teaches college students, like, yeah, like educators, you know, medical field, people that are saving people's lives and actually helping in part, you know, affect people, they. Deserve way more, right? But for some reason, we pay someone that could hit a ball or dunk a basketball or, you know, sing better than us or drum better than us, and they get millions of dollars for this. And, you know, it's one of those things where the market dictates it. And, you know, maybe the market, you know, was in for a correction. And if you saw some of the minimum salaries from some of the leagues, those numbers might make a little bit more sense. And, you know, ultimately, you see a market correction – you're seeing certain leagues overseas imposing salary caps. So they're literally correcting it without, you know, that's it. Like, there's, you can't spend more <laughs> than this because there's a cap. And, you know, as a result, people are starting to figure that out. So I don't disagree I think, with you. But again, it's like, you know, the market dictates what you're worth. It, like, yeah, it if is. It everyone is, else yeah. is getting paid 120K to be a Rocket League player. And you want this kid, like, you can't pay him 50. Like, you're just not going to be – you can find other kids. Like There's a zillion and a half kids that would gladly take half of that to be signed to a Rocket League professional team. But, you know, those kids aren't as good as this kid. Or maybe they are and they just need a shot. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, you know, that Moneyball situation of do you pay the savvy veteran who's hit 30 home runs and 100 RBIs every season? Or the young star who you just got to move him from pitcher to first base and, you know – now he's an all star, or or
0: or they could be a jinxie that is not a pro player and he's making quadruple. And
1: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean, think about it—he's just a
0: console player and he's playing with his buddies. Yeah, he doesn't and, care about pro player. He just yeah, he'll do one v ones with them just to just have to have to kick the can. You know, he doesn't. You know, that's nothing that's gonna phase him. Now he's playing with his buddies and he's making right now. I know he's he already averaged a million. I mean, this guy's making tons of money, you know. So, I mean, but that's very rare. That's a, I mean, who's who's done that before? In it's very rare. I think uh, Serenity or something. Like he, but he's no longer uh, doing YouTube. But you know, it, it is kind of like unfair the situation. Some people that are they're just famous and they're singers, popular. Uh, basketball player football players they're not gonna they're gonna get paid the millions and you got you know doctors and you got lawyers and people that are fighting for people's rights and and making sure they don't get scammed or you know other things they're not getting public
1: defenders like people that are community service workers people that are working with underprivileged and underserviced areas like oh they should get double or triple what they're getting
0: of course. And they're not getting they're not getting uh, they're not getting paid as much its it's an unfortunate system. I don't I, I kind of like wish the system would be really balanced to where it is, but it is what it is. Now, sure. I'm going to tell you something. I, and I can't you know, I can't say who or what, but I know I know quite a few famous athletes that uh, fall in the hospital. And, and let me tell you, they don't care about the money they have in their bank account.
1: Exactly, it's not going to save them. As from...
0: soon as they find out some type of big news, like hey, start talking to your family members. The the millions they have is it just turns into pennies.
1: Doesn't matter. It exactly.
0: doesn't matter. They're gonna to wish to, they they rather give the millions to the doctor. Please save my life. I don't want to live three months. I don't. I don't want to have six months. What can you do? I'll give you a million. You know, it's it it's happened. It's happened, you know, and it's like there you there you have it. Just proves, you know, and obviously the doctor doesn't take anything, but you know, does what he does because that's what he, he signed up for. But um, it's it's one of those things that that I, I always think to myself. I, I kind of wish the 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 esports pro league scenes. Kind of like really think it over how you pay these young athletes. You know, yes, it's an e-sport. Yes, it's a sport, but pay it fair. Don't overdo it because down the road is going to come a time that your team is not going to be winning first place, not going to be winning top three, is not going to be winning, you know, not even top five. And then what's going to happen?
1: You're gonna drop those you kids inside
0: the new kids. Yeah, so you're gonna have to drop them because now you can't afford them no more. You spoiled them, and now you have to redo a contract. And the problem is that I see here, I I believe, in my opinion, again, a lot of these young guys don't respect the NDAs like they should. They tell all of their buddies how much they're getting paid. They're telling them everything. Oh, let me tell you. Well, I'm getting paid this. Oh, you're getting paid that. Oh, I'm getting paid that. Bro, it's in the contract. You're not supposed to be talking about that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and, definitely. And then it
0: hinders the the team. Then the team the team find themselves a struggle to get somebody to pay them five hundred dollars less because they're trying to meet you know ends, but they can't. Because this person decided to spread out what they they and shouldn't it's not be just talking. The players,
1: the agents, and managers also talking and knowing what they're paying for players and telling team owners. Like I've been on calls where it's like, "Hey, this other team is willing to pay for this for them. Like, if you do this, like you can have them. But if you don't, this other kid that you have signed isn't going to stay here. So now nah, you just lost your whole team, right? And it's like, oh gosh, it's now- just it happens."
0: Now, when are there a severity, a big type of penalties for people like not following the NDAs or they break the NDA rules?
1: Well, yeah, I I mean, you have the ability to sue for damages, but then again, it's like, what are the costs to do that? And what are you Uh actually going to get, right? It's like, if someone's worth millions of dollars and they disclose something that's worth millions of dollars, you could probably sue them and you're probably going to get paid for it. But if it's some random kid that you're paying a couple hundred or a couple thousand to and how much are you really going to get for him versus how much it's going to spend for you to retain a lawyer, file the law. You know what I mean? Like the juice isn't worth the squeeze for most of the time. So it's like there's teeth because in those rare opportunities that somebody does disclose something that causes severe damage and they have the finances to get it, you're going to get it. So it's like you can have to be liable – for this damages so it's like you know you have to be about your business and you know professionalism mm-hmm. is not talking about things you shouldn't talk about right like that's part of being a professional
0: correct yeah that's that's very true um you know and they're just, kids right that's one thing yeah. that i
1: noticed like <laughs> even if they're 20 something year old like they're still kids like, yeah they're still they've youngsters. Not, haven't been out and experienced life they're not you know a lawyer for 10 plus years you know going to college doing internships you know running a bit like that's not most
0: it there there are some out there that are um they're 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 young and they're uh very smart intelligent and they know how to preserve and and you know not
1: give well, up they, they know what they make like yeah like I have this client that reached out to me recently he just like started to blow up making all this money he's like Justin, I don't know what to do. Like I'm making all this money and like I'm so young. I just – and it's like how, like I need a CPA. I need financial – like I need all these things to do this right because if I don't do this right, like this is going to be a problem. Like I want to buy a house. Like what do I do so that I can put a down payment? How do I get a mortgage? Like, Like all these things you don't think about but like this is real life, right? It's like if you're making six figures plus from Twitch and subs and ads and such, you're going to make – you know, maybe a million dollars this year if you're Mm -hmm. averaging that. So you need someone to help you make sure you don't get creamed in taxes and lose, you know, a lot of it. And you make sure that someone can take a lot of it and help you make money, right? And that's kind of the next evolution of this where it's like now you have people that may be understanding like, hey, like maybe I don't know anything about finances or investments or stocks and equities and whatever, but there are people that do this on a super high level, that this is what they do. And it's like knowing that that's what you need to be successful is you know, where I hope it evolves to, right? Where like I've seen some kids, like even some really big streamer, I'm like looking at his contract and I'm like, there's no way a, a lawyer negotiated this for you because I do these deals and there's no way. it's like, yeah, no. I'm like, there's no way this should be here. Like I fight super hard against it. And I always get it out. I always get it reduced to like a really small amount. Hmm. So you didn't even think or know or like do. So it's one of these things where I could have earned my fee instantly by just fixing that one issue. And that's one of these things where it's like it didn't affect him, but it couldn't have affected him really badly, right? And now he has another issue where like the way his bonus is – are structured, doesn't get him paid properly. So the team has been undercutting him. So it's like, I wouldn't have let that happen. Like, I would have fixed that ambiguity, like, because I understand this stuff. So you're starting to see this stuff in real life. And it's, you know, cost this kid like six figures in bonuses because they're only paying half of what he should have gotten for the last year plus.
0: Mm, that's crazy. So my recommendation is (laughs) these guys need to contact you, Jacob. (laughs) To avoid all these headaches, avoid all these issues, contact you. Because I think a lot of us need to get educated on this stuff. A lot of us don't know about contracts and if, if these organizations are trying to pull a fast one on us. So I think the best thing to do is obviously, you know, get a good get a good attorney that's that knows about esports.
1: Exactly. You get Justin Jacobson, you check him out, you see what he's <laughs> doing, you check his <laughs> book out, which is, you know, the official and the essential guide to the business and law of, you know, esports and professional video gaming, which is the first, you know, esports so you got, video. You got a book? Yeah, I wrote a book on esports and, you know, video games and I use it for a lot of the wow. classes I teach. I teach um, esports and video game courses at um, University of North Carolina Wilmington at Harrisburg University at Post University and some others and you know very involved and I get to use my textbook so it's really exciting and you Is know Is it on
0: audio, audible format by any chance? N-
1: no audible, no audio book just ebook and <clears throat> you know regular book I definitely okay. someone was like oh let's make an audio book I'm like but it's like a textbook it's like more like there's like contract clauses and stuff that you look at sample clauses from mm. agreements and then analysis so it's like it doesn't really translate you really need it you as need to more, see it yeah. yeah and it's you know really exciting to have a book that you know you write and then you're able to use it for the classes you teach and be like oh well in my book I talk about this pause yeah <laughs>
0: I'll check it out. I am going i didn't know about that. You have a book out. Um, I've been so busy doing so many other things, and I just like trying to get caught up with so much. But I'm going to check that out.
1: Uh, if it's on Amazon or... Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere you find books, you can get at Walmart. But, you know, Amazon and leave a five-star rating because I know you're going to love it, you know. But, okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I definitely enjoy talking about this stuff and i created the book to kind of fill a void this you know knowledge gap that you're kind of we're touching on and that it seems like is yeah. really out there where like you have individuals signing agreements that have real implications but not really understanding them or not yeah. knowing what to focus on they're only focused on the money the salary
0: you know yeah, the facial
1: things the facial stuff that's half the battle right once you figure out the money now we have to figure out the details right it's like if you don't figure out the money, you can't even get into the details.
0: Correct. Now, that, there's a lot of these players, they should stop listening to other players and their buddies. They're not attorneys. They don't know about finances. They're just thinking about, oh, I want to get this car and I need the money to buy this vehicle, etc. They're thinking about, you know, I want the latest and greatest gadgets and all this instead of about thinking smart for the future.
1: I mean I'll give you yeah. a perfect example. I talked a big streamer out of, you know, probably a six-figure a month deal with a streaming platform. We don't have <laughs> to say what it is, but I'm sure you can guess what it is. This person was averaging six-plus figures, having millions of views, just crushing it on Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like just blowing up out of control. And I was like, this money is interesting, but w- w- if you w- if I look at the platform right now, The most views are in categories that really don't impact you. And the amount of people watching games, like the biggest streamer in, say, Warzone, has 1,200 people. Like, Mm. think about that. You're going to a platform where the largest streamer in one game that's really, really popular has that little people. And you're averaging 250, 700, like thousands, hundreds of thousands of views, thousands upon thousands of concurrent viewers. So... What do you think is going to happen if you go over there? You think all these hundred thousands are going to come with you? You, th- What is it going to be like if you load up the stream and you're streaming to like 10 people or 20 people mm. or even a 100 people? Or let's say you're double that kid and you get 2,500 people, right? Double the biggest another like – you understand what I'm saying here? You've literally murdered your value. Even if the money Correct. in theory is great, it's just eventually just going to wear out, right? It's just like – The money you're getting is going to be good for a few months, but the amount you could have made by not taking that would have been exponentially more by just continuing to grow the way you were. And it was like another one of his big streamers advised him not to take it also. And it was like, oh, well, you know, you're telling me this and he's telling me this. But obviously, his, you know, person that's in his corner helping him, et cetera, wants the money, like, take the money. Like, it's this crazy amount of money a month. Like, yeah, when I'm like you said, I could buy this, I can do that, and it's like, well, the long term value where you're going to grow much, you know, larger and have a longer value is on this platform that's much more developed, much more robust, and you're already crushing it. So to go over here where you are starting from effectively zero, and you know, and it's like we saw Ninja and Trout and people that were crushing it, getting mm-hmm. millions of dollars to go over, and it didn't even matter, and it was Microsoft. And it didn't even matter. And it's just like, to me, if you're able to pretty much make the same money there, there's, doesn't make sense to just go over there. But obviously, everyone's different. But he was young. So his audience was skewing young to begin with. So mm-hmm. you weren't going to transfer, just wasn't going to transfer. And, you know, if I don't think he had me, I think he probably would have done it. And I think it would have been career suicide for him
0: the temptation is out there but not all the time is going to work out ninja like you said ninja switched over to the mixer what, what was it yeah mixer and, and you would have thought that was going to bring millions and they would have thought so too and people are going to spend the money and
1: wasn't even a blip was, didn't even matter
0: they didn't even matter they didn't even matter
1: because what I've learned is that these people that were watching him are just going to go watch someone else that's doing the kind of like, it's like they're already in the ecosystem of Twitch. They like the emo. They like what they have going there. So like, they're not so quick to go to a new platform, right? They're really, ha- so like what happens is someone that's playing your game just kind of absorbs your fandom. So if you're averaging five, six, 10,000 on Twitch and you're going over to kick, you're averaging maybe you know two thousand, whatever, three thousand. That extra five, six thousand—that's just someone. That becomes someone else's, right? Yeah. It's not like those people don't exist. They've just migrated to someone else that's streaming their game at the time they're watching, right? It's like yeah, there's certain outliers, but they're not wait, they're not, they're not. My 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 thing
0: is with these other platforms that they are not as user friendly as as twitch as twitch i know i could send i could gift i could just tap on the person's name it says gift to sub i gift that person a sub it goes directly out of my account plays them i could sub to the channel by a little touch of a click right there and done if i see a, a person in the chat um, i'm curious about i said i think that's so and so i could just click on tap on his name click info i got everything about that person i could dm that person you know uh privately what with others it's just so complicated and i think some people like listen for me to take my time to start learning that and take all the time and going to youtube to learn what to do this they don't want to waste their time they already know how twitch platform works It's very user-friendly very easy to learn it's super simple and people just like they love it and they stick to it now, in order to beat, <laughs> you got to do something like has to be better, has to be like, wow, this is funny. This is easy. This is, you know, it, it, it pays good, et cetera. You got to hit it out of the ballpark in order to take a giant down. And it's going to be very
1: hard. I don't see. It's probably not worth it see. as we see. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the money isn't worth it. Like, like yeah. That's kind of what I feel like the market has shown that's not worth spending 50 100 200 million dollars on big streamers and creators and properties to get people to come. Yeah, right? I don't think it works. Not,
0: it's not yeah, for me it's, it's it's not it's not the I do a majority of these organizations these platforms do they pay these streamers something for them to come over?
1: Some of them I would say, you know, in the beginning it was definitely a big thing with the exclusivity. And then, you know, you started to see all YouTube kind of buy, you know, doing all the exclusive deals with a lot of the big streamers on Twitch. They started to come over mm-hmm. kind of the way that Mixer did it. But again, YouTube is a beast in itself. It wasn't it's like it's a standalone monster. So the streaming is like just keys you into the ecosystem, right? It's not like you're creating a new platform that has zero other uses. Or people there right people spend hours on YouTube mm. people aren't just spending hours on kick or Facebook gaming or you know caffeine or you know any of these other things that have come existed and you know are out there
0: yeah I mean, I mean YouTube is a big one um, you got kick you got the other one I forgot their name <laughs> so that's <laughs> how so you can know I don't even remember um, but I think they're they're those platforms are mainly used in in, in EU and they're pretty popular there. I see Kik trying to 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 bring an audience but is you know very difficult because Kik is known for the the casino world, the gambling and all this type of stuff. And then YouTube has his own audience you want to see videos you want to do get educated on something want to learn something you go to YouTube you hardly go there to see a live streamer you know they, they just it just doesn't it just like it doesn't mix everybody goes to YouTube to find out what's going on and certain things and then Twitch ends up being the number one on to see a, a, a gamer play and, and see him you know uh, perform so it's 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 interesting i mean i i believe all these players should really think things twice and and get the get the knowledge what they need to do because that could have that could have ruined that uh, player's life and career
1: yeah you know like just thinking about you're killing it right now like you were just nominated yeah. for you know a streamer of the year in your game category like you don't want your numbers to plummet <laughs>
0: Yeah, why? Because you want more money. I mean, you're doing good. Save yeah. your money. Invest your money. Put your money in stocks. Do something. Yeah, yeah. Develop
1: equity in and pay a mortgage on. Like, correct. These aren't. This isn't. I'm not telling you to buy like you know a million dollars of Bitcoin or put it all on black. Yeah. You know. You know. Again, I'm not giving you any financial or legal advice. But the point is, is you should know that you should get people to help you with things you don't know. I think and I- your friends don't know it. And, you know, I always kind of have this thing. It's like, oh, I know a lawyer who said, look at this. I'm like, unless they're a lawyer in these entertainment, these gaming, these esports sports industries, they're not going to know everything. They're not going to be familiar with it. They're not going to know what's normal, what you should get and how it's structured. So it's, you need people that this is what they do and work in this area because there's a reason that there's sports business and music business and fashion and uh-huh. art and video game. Like there's all these entertainment verticals. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also differences and you need people to understand that.
0: That's true. You know what? Um, I always tell, I always tell people that before, before they sign into anything, you know, if you, you need, if you don't have an attorney, talk to your parents because what you should do is if you do sign something, you're going to get, you're going to take your money. First of all, save it because there's nothing better than to live debt free. And I think the older you get, you start thinking about, okay, I want to live debt free right now. You ask me, what do I want? I'd rather have a paid off house than to have a, a Lamborghini. I don't need a Lamborghini. I really don't don't need a Lamborghini. I don't need a fast car now i would would like to live mortgage free you know not to pay a single dime you know so it's like a lot of these guys i tell them listen you don't have an attorney you don't have talk to your parents i bet you anything they're gonna tell you buy a house they don't
1: they should know to get an attorney because ultimately they they don't know like if you're you know even if your dad you know maybe if your dad's an attorney he might know that he should get an attorney that does this stuff but like Again, most of the kids, you know, most of the gamers that are inside, their parents aren't usually, you know, that, right? That's more likely not the parents of these Well, kids. there's,
0: yeah, there's some attorneys, that are, they're probably a lot of these, you know, some of these players, their parents are attorneys, but they're not dedicated to that, that field. Probably these attorneys are criminal, you know, they work yeah, well, exactly criminal Until base. my yeah. son
1: becomes a pro gamer, they're, they're, there aren't going to yeah. be that many attorneys that are in the field
0: in the field of esports. yes <laughs> now how many uh, is, is your law firm that you have is that one all dedicated to to this field i mean you have other attorneys that work with you or are you just solo? Um, yeah i
1: mean I, I work in different areas so you know i work in the music sports fashion Correct. you know tv movies you know the esports and gaming stuff is you know it really picked up so it really was something that i really you know got into but I would say just looking at my desk it's like you know music client big street artist you know doing you know remix deals with you know major people doing licensing deals for you know clothing companies that are working with some of them work with video game properties but just in general it's all this kind of IP creative world.
0: Mm. That's interesting. Now I, the I haven't heard so many people in your field in in, in the esports you're the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a now, few of us, you know, there's I'm a few, one of the okay. few on the East coast, you know, and most of them are kind of on the West coast, but you know, okay. I'm one of the few that kind of straddle, you know, the music world, the sports, like kind of that's out just really in that one lane. And I love that. Like, I love the intersection of it. I love the music stuff I do. You know, I love working with, you know, athletes and helping them on stuff. And, It's cool because I'm able to, you know, I'm working with this video game developer and they're trying to get, you know, athletes and entertainers and such to have in the game. So I'm able to really bridge both worlds where it's like, oh, well, I know all these athletes and their agents and managers. I know all these musicians and labels and this and that. So I Mm -hmm. can connect these dots. I can bring these opportunities to everyone. And, you know, I understand music licensing, I know what is needed to do this stuff, right? amazing and, like i had a, a streamer that wanted to release music so i'm like okay well we need to get an agreement with the producer it's like okay well what's that it's like well this is a production agreement send it to the producer like the, you know and it's like you got to set up ASCAP or bmi and sound like it's like i know music royalties i know how to advise you on how to make money off being music you know selling music so it's like it just all kind of fits nicely for me. that's
0: amazing because uh i mean you learn so much <laughs> you could learn so much. I, I I never knew that. Never never uh, knew. Now is is are you are you part of uh, when when it comes to esports? You could you could they could anybody could hire you. It doesn't matter which platform they're in. It doesn't matter which team because my my thing is sometimes doesn't some uh, like say for an example as an example you got one league is suing another league, but you may represent that league. The, you see, I may mean, make a conflict of interest. Does that happen
1: sometimes? Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where I've seen, you know, individuals that may represent the player on the team and they're in a position that probably shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's obviously probably a problem. But ultimately, you can't really have a direct conflict of interest. So, like, um, I could work with a player. I can work with a team. I work with a brand. So it's like sometimes i'm working with a brand and also an organization i'm kind of bringing them together and in those situations you have to have what's called the waiver so like you have to have both parties agree that they're waiving this conflict and they still want to go through with it so there are definitely certain times you need to get this conflict waiver and whether it could be inherent you know biases one way or the other so as long as they're disclosed and they agree to it you usually can help um you know, I try not to necessarily bring two clients together. I know I've learned sometimes when you bring two clients together, you go from two to zero and you know, that's why I'm usually very, very careful on that. And it's something that I only do when I really think that they're going to vibe and there's gonna, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. And knowing that's like, yo, like you guys have like, this has to work. Like you can't have problems. And Sometimes there are problems, and sometimes, like, you know, sometimes they might, you know, when their problems happen and they go their separate ways, I still kind of work with them, but eventually one or both of them leave. And it's just like, Mm. it doesn't necessarily benefit me. But, you know, it's something that you have to just be aware of. And if there are these conflicts, you have to, you know, get waivers, disclose them, and, you know, get informed consent. And, you know and if you don't think you can help both because there there's going to be certain situations that you just can't right where it's like there's right. no way you can adequately help both of them there's going to be some point that you just can't it, the conflict is just not possible to be resolved and then you have to take one side or the other and you have to advise the other side to get a lawyer it's like to make this wow. better like they have to get their own separate lawyer because this the conflict can't be waived because it's just too you know unresolvable those are rare but it's definitely something you have to be aware of
0: correct that's that's so. gotta be that's gotta be
1: <laughs> that's gotta be tense yeah i mean it's legal ethics it's sometimes yeah. like hey like manager and you know manager signing an artist Like, you really want that artist to get their own separate lawyer. But then again, they might not have the funds, and the manager might be paying for me to make the agreement for both of them. And it's just like, you gotta make sure you have the right waivers, the right, you know, everything in there. And, you know, your job is to say, hey, you should get your own lawyer. I'm not your lawyer in this situation. Like, I'm only helping this, you know, them. So they know. And if they, you know, waive the right and they acknowledge it, it's, you know, it's their risk
0: have you have you ever got to meet uh, Marco the CEO of M80
1: um I've talked to him a lot actually he's a very nice guy I worked with an attorney. At. yeah
0: he's an attorney <laughs> yes he's an attorney so, I uh when I read his bio I was like jeez Luis. <laughs> yes
1: we, we we have exchanged our red lines Marco uh, He's a great yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, really, really nice guy. I could feed that, you know, you could feel that uh,
1: passion, that attorney, and energy.
0: Yeah, that energy, that attorney energy. When I, I had him on the show, actually, and I, it was interesting. It was pretty, pretty fun. It was nice, and um, you could tell he's he's a diehard uh, attorney at heart. Um, I, I, I would I would assume his contracts must be really up to par, kind of know when he signs up his, his players, because obviously he's an attorney. He knows he knows the he knows the game. So that's 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 interesting. that's what I was meaning to ask you if you knew him, because as you don't see CEOs really that, you know, they're attorneys.
1: Well, it's good good because even if you have your own separate attorneys, which, you know, these orgs usually do, it's good Mm -hmm. for you to know what's going on, for you to be able to be involved and for you to understand the agreements. So definitely, you know, important to have that kind of background if you're, you know, involved with, you know, any business. Wow.
0: That's amazing. So what what do you do on your spare time? The one is it doesn't have to do with with. uh No, there's, there's the no law. spare
1: time. But what I would love, you know, definitely <laughs> enjoy some, you know, gaming. So a lot mobile gaming. I play Marvel Snap a lot. That's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of my go-to. I play 2K when I can, you know. Definitely some Netflix and chill when, you know, you need to. But, you know, working a lot, working on the second edition of the book, you know, helping – you know different schools build curriculum so there's just a lot of exciting projects so really keeping myself busy but definitely a lot of gaming and you know trying to get out to events and stuff when I can
0: I, also, I always say a, a life of an attorney it's it's just like I just see it so busy busy like a doctor I mean you guys just always in a computer always on phone calls always on the on just <laughs> going to court cases and and it's like oh, when do you get a break do You go golfing? Do you no act no no outside activities at all? I mean, Wasn't, yeah, like
1: I'll throw around. You know, I'm a i am I definitely enjoy some basketball, but you know Okay. Or you know, go to the beach, you know, I have a house in the Hampton, so try to go out to the beach when it's nice in the summer, but you know, New York winter, yeah. I'm looking out the window and there's just snow on the ground, so no yeah, one need to looking- go outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: so, talk about New York. So you a Yankee fan or a Mets?
1: Yankees 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 Yankees. Yes No New York mutts over here
0: uh, Ah That's still New York (laughs) Now you imagine You get to sign a contract For a major league (laughs) Baseball player Geez Yeah I was working with
1: um, You know A player on behalf of his agent That was you know Helping him with his You know Trademark work in the US And you know Abroad Mm. So it's Definitely have worked with Some MLB Some NBA Some NFL guys so definitely oh, wow. in those worlds, I,
0: may, I imagine like the like two K, you get these guys to be on the cover of their games. I'm sure there's got to be some contract just oh, to yeah, have no, them it's there, like the whole 2K they got to get paid.
1: Thing they go to the right, they do the photo shoot, they go to the event launch. Like yeah, it's it's all part of the marketing sponsorship stuff. It's you know pretty awesome to be a cover athlete in any of those games.
0: Now, there's something I want to I want to talk ask you about because this is this uh, this is something that got me really ticked off. I stopped playing sports games because of EA. What I don't know if you remember 2K5, the ESPN 2K5, the NFL game. That was like the best football game ever known to mankind. Even had a first person, uh, you know, uh, game mode. So what happened was 2K came out with that game and said, hey, we want everybody to try it. And I'm going to prove to you this game is better than the Madden, you know. So it's like, okay, let the competition begin. So they sold it for half the price. I think it was $29.99 instead of being or 25 or 20 bucks, something like that. It was in his 20s. They sold at half the price because they want everybody to try it out. They didn't sell it for $59.99. They sold it for half the price. It skyrocketed. It did phenomenal. It looked real. People would see it from a distance and thought it was a real game. The movement, it was It was just great. Until that year later, EA goes to the NFL commissioner they worked out a deal. They buy the NFL rights so nobody can make a freaking game. They I I that that's one thing I hate. I, I, I really to be honest, I don't like EA whatsoever. I I just don't like that that organization for doing that. They're saying you know, you're getting games as a sports game that has to do with competition, but they're the ones not believing in competition. Don't allow another business organization. Is business to...
1: So I understand. You it's don't want It's a two dirty freaking
0: move. Yeah, I'm going to go to Super Bowl by myself in order to win. To say I'm the best. I'm the champion. Yeah, you're playing against nobody. But then I found out that a couple years later after that, 2K bought, they were able to buy the Major League Baseball rights. And 2K said, guess what? Everybody can make a baseball game except EA. We'll give you all the rights to it. Sony said, can I make my game the show? Go right ahead. We'll give you the rights to it except EA. Good for you, 2K. Business, because right? It's
1: all business.
0: I know. It's business, but it's a dirty move because game sports <laughs> is about competition.
1: I mean, I don't disagree and I think <laughs> you know that, what I mean? you know, there's definitely hopefully some titles that are on the horizon that might give a little competition to the football genre. So, uh,
0: there's, all the kids like, and all the people like the most, you know, they want to play their favorite team. They want to, uh, obviously they want to play their favorite team. If they're, if they're a Lions fan or they're a Giants fan or they're a Steelers fan, they want to play their team. They don't want to play a makeup, um, uh, unknown imaginary because they tried that and it just didn't sell it didn't work it doesn't sell whatsoever so it kind of sucks and i'm i'm thinking you know they did that yes it's about business but can they get sued for um whatchamacallit there's a word for it that you're trying to take over something in uh monopolizing
1: yeah like an antitrust kind of thing
0: Yeah, they're trying to monopolize the industry. I mean,
1: those are all very, very, very deep questions that go beyond the the time we have left in this conversation. So, you know, I think that ultimately it is very interesting how you can get these exclusive rights and stop your competitors from, you know, making a whole genre of game. And, you know, we obviously saw EA stop making their basketball game NBA Live. And you know, two K because is,
0: they couldn't compete. Exactly. Against two K.
1: Now the predominant, you know, NBA two K is clearly the predominant basketball game. So Yeah.
0: But NBA didn't want any involvement and in women, you know, with rights and all this. They go, No, you guys go too at it. Start competing against each other. See who's the best. Make your games compete. That's what it is. And I and I admire that that the NBA didn't allow them to one person buy the rights because then you'd be stuck with a sucky game that you just don't like. And then you don't get the same game over and over and over the same years. And they just change just a little bit of things. I just wish the industry and esports, you know, if you're going to do not monopolize the gaming industry, because it's just like, it's no fun.
1: Okay, I don't well, like that's you your know. message to EA What we want the fun. <laughs> Don't it's in freaking, the game, so keep it fun.
0: Uh, yeah, keep it fun. Keep it competitive. <laughs> so I, I, I always was curious, you know, and there's nothing we could do about it. Just the, only the fans. Just don't buy their stuff if if you don't like it. Exactly, and, uh, right? The shareholder
1: is, numbers are all that matter. Now,
0: is there a lot of stocks in, involved in... Uh, with, well, the, I mean, I'm sure there's stocks in within the organizations. Like, for an example... You got Wildcard, they have their stock. uh, Space Station Gaming has their stocks. Um, I just, I never seen, I haven't taken a look to see if that's like a big thing. Yeah, I mean, some of these game
1: developers are publicly traded entities, you know, so Mm -hmm. they obviously have, you know, share owners and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's very interesting what's going on with the game publishers and developers. And, you know, I know that that's a whole nother conversation.
0: Yeah, that's that's a whole ballpark there to, to do that. Oh, Lordy. Well, Jake, Justin, keep on looking at your last name, because I'm so used to it at, at work. We don't call the doctors by their first names uh we call people we are even the patients we call them you call know, me dr rather.
1: jacobson if you prefer <laughs> you know i'm a doctor of law if that's more natural for you
0: <laughs> yeah jacobson i <laughs> give mr jacobson so yeah it's it's just a, a custom we put the last the on, on our patients we put the last name first and second is the first name so it's like all of a sudden i'm trying to uh, try to like <sighs> cut myself off work. I'm not at work now. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, I know time is, uh, it's time is a very special to us and I know to you as well. And, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I learned so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank um, you so much for having me. And this is yeah. you know, really exciting. And for anyone out there that wants to learn more, you know, connect with me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q or check my website, JMJesq.com. I have lots of articles and useful stuff. So check it out. And
0: the book is called One More
1: Time? The Essential Guide to the Business and Law of Esports and Professional Video Gaming. And it's available on Amazon and Barnes Noble and anywhere else you get books.
0: Okay, there you have it, folks. There you have it. The, the man knows it. He knows it. So, I'm gonna actually get that book. I'm gonna go ahead and download it, purchase it, and just download the e version of it and and download it and and take some time to read it because it's really interesting. I think every player should should get this book and I agree and, and learn it because <laughs> they, a lot of them don't know what they're doing. They're just signing contracts without without even you know, talking to an attorney and finding out the stuff that they're going to get into. Great. So, okay, brother. Well, thank you so much for everything. And, uh, won't be the first and the last time. Hopefully when that second book comes out, I'll bring you back on the show. We can have some more talk about it.
1: Definitely look forward okay. to it.
0: Okie doke. Okay, folks. Thank you till next time. God bless. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to the Dr. V show. And don't forget to click follow.